You are now listening to the Urban Wire podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page for show updates, discussions, and show listings, email us at ucofw.indy at gmail.com to advertise with us, submit show ideas, and other business inquiries. Treats LLC is a decadent sweet shop that creates exquisite desserts for any occasion. Whether it be for an anniversary, birthday, special event, etc., Seize Treats has you covered. Seize Treats LLC uses the most freshest items and the best chocolates, caramels, and products in the world. Every bite of Seize Treats will leave you wanting more. She's located on the west side of Indianapolis and you can connect with her on social media. Facebook and she's on Instagram. Reach out to her via email at seastreats38 at gmail.com or you can contact her at 317-664-2609. Hey, I have a question for you. Are you too busy to keep your chores done? Well, leave it to Crystal Clean. Crystal will help you keep your place clean, balanced, and in tip-top shape. Crystal will arrive fully equipped with her own cleaning supplies, positive energy, and ability to work some beautiful magic into your life. Keep your home, your sanctuary, and take away some of that stress and worry. You can message her or text her directly to schedule a service at 317-603-5897. Crystal is now specializing in residential and office cleanings, and she's also now servicing Central Indiana, Hamilton County, and Greater Indianapolis. Check her out today.
right, we are back. We're going to run through these next um, series of stories. And we are going to let you guys go tonight. Um, our second half, we're going to talk about, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about COVID. Um, numbers are on the rise. We're going to talk about the number of syphilis and HIV rates are up in Houston and what that means for that community. Also, we're going to talk about um, the, the young man, as I mentioned, that was brutally attacked at Cheddar's just for doing his job. And also, we're going to discuss um, what's been taking place in Maui as far as these the fires and stuff like that. And we're going to briefly talk about that. And then we're going to wrap the show up talking about Raven Simone and her comments that she made about Whoopi Goldberg. So... Um, we're going to start off <clears throat> talking about COVID. Um, I want to go to this clip, um, just giving you an outline of what's going on. Actually, I'm going to combine this story. This is going to go ahead and knock two birds out with one stone. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, COVID rates rising. And this is, this is definitely going on all over the country. But um, California is seeing a a rise in COVID cases to the point to where they're looking to reinstitute the or reinstate the uh, mask mandates. And then um, I hear that the same thing's going on in Texas too, but they're dealing with a whole entire um, health, different health crisis as far as syphilis and HIV rates are concerned. So we're going to go to these um, clips and then we're going to come back and give our commentary. The numbers don't lie. COVID cases are once again on the rise around the Bay Area and the state. NBC Bay Area's Robert Honda reports on the upward trend, the possible causes, and what health officials are saying is different now. There is still a lot of summer activity going on around the Bay Area. People out and about, often in big crowds. And public health officials say, as a result, the summer wave of COVID cases is growing. Not surprising to many people we talk to today. It definitely has spiked because I caught COVID myself a month ago. So um, I've just been a bit more cautious with bigger crowds. The state's positivity test rate is up over 13% from around 3% at the start of the summer. The state health department also says the daily average of hospitalizations has climbed from 186 to 336. If you feel like you know someone who has COVID, it's because everyone does right now. We are seeing our wastewater data um, show us that all over Santa Clara County, we're in the high level of COVID transmission. The chief medical officer at Regional Medical Center says it's hard to pin down what triggered the latest spike, but says large events like the Taylor Swift or Beyonce concerts are likely not a major factor in the surge. Instead, the issue is more likely that people have stopped taking some basic precautions like wearing masks in crowds or keeping up on vaccinations. Any infectious disease is always a concern, just like flu is. So with flu, you get your vaccine, you make sure that you're washing your hands, and the same way with COVID, you do the same. You've had your vaccine, let's make sure that you're washing your hands. If you have any symptoms, go to your doctor or come to the emergency room. Although Dr. Guller and the public health department emphasize cases they're seeing are mild compared to the past, some people we talk to are still worried. I'm concerned, you know, uh, it's... 
we know that COVID spreads so quickly, right? It's exponential, you know, someone gets it and then it's multiplied 10 times, 15, 100 times, you know, and it's so fast and rapid. The public health department says one bit of good news is that the dominant variants in this current upward trend of positive cases are the ones essentially targeted by the new vaccine expected out by mid-September. In San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC Bay Area News. Robert, thank you. New at six, an alarming health trend impacting a New at six, an alarming health trend impacting a lot of women across our area. Syphilis skyrocketing in Houston. Good evening, I'm Keith Garvin. Thank you for joining us. I'm Daniela Guzman. Well, the Houston Health Department is calling the sharp rise in cases of the sexually transmitted disease an outbreak. KPRC 2's Andy Sirota live in Sunnyside, where a community meeting was held today about this. Andy? Danny Keith, a number of medical directors from some of the community-based health clinics attended that meeting here today at the Sunnyside Health and Multi-Service Center, along with members of the Harris County and Fort Bend County Health Departments. Of all the cases Harris uh, Houston health officials are seeing, it's predominantly women of color who were most impacted. Nationally, there's been an uptick in syphilis cases, and health officials here say in many ways Houston is no different when it comes to what's happening in many major urban areas across the country right now. As a large urban jurisdiction, we've got to be really aggressive in our response when we see these kinds of cases because we have millions of people who may be at risk. Since 2016, syphilis cases in women have increased by 128%. New infections rose from 1,845 in 2019 to nearly 3,000 in 2022. Cases involving women who pass the infection onto their baby during pregnancy soaring from 16 cases in 2016 to 151 in 2021. To see the numbers rise in this alarming rate really sounded the alarm for us. Houston health officials urging pregnant women to seek prenatal care and syphilis testing to protect themselves from an infection that could result in the death of their babies. Untreated syphilis during pregnancy can result in a stillbirth. We're waiving fees, so we want to encourage folks to come in and get services. Local health officials say they're seeing a lot of co-infections of HIV with syphilis, along with gonorrhea and chlamydia. The health department is working with medical providers and collaborating with its community-based partners to increase awareness of the outbreak and enhance testing and treatment in Houston neighborhoods. Some hot spots that health officials are watching include areas of southwest Houston and some areas up on the north side. Syphilis, we were told, is easily treated with antibiotics. If you have questions about testing, you can call the Houston Health Department hotline. That number is 832-393-5010. Live in Sunnyside. All right, we are back. So those of you that are living in the Bay Area or Houston or just anywhere um, in the country, because as we heard in the, in the uh, article, the, the rates of syphilis and HIV uh, rates or, or infection rates are on, on the rise. So I really think that a lot of times we get comfortable, and I believe that's part of the reason why we're seeing an uptick in this guys i think people are getting comfortable they're getting complacent and that's what happens when we don't take our health serious we don't take precautions you know even with the covid thing i'll, I'll admit i've kind of 
gotten lax on them. I think we've all gotten laxed about it, but we still got to realize that um, the pandemic has slowed down, but it hasn't gone anywhere. So right. I, I just think that that's something that we could take away from um, these two video clips. I just wanted to bring that to you guys and let you guys know, you know, just the lesson to take away from that is don't get complacent with your health. Um, where if you're out here sexually active, go get tested. It's nothing wrong with getting tested. And if there's something wrong, you know, get treated. You know what I mean? So we all have to take responsibility of what's going on. And I think with this culture now, you know, everything's a feel good, feel good culture. We want to, we want to sip, we want to sample. Everybody want to lick and lap and, and lay up. Mm-hmm. But we, we are, uh, we, you have to take precautions out here. Because nobody else is going to uh, care about your health. These people don't care, you know. And and my thing is, you can't you can't wait for the next person to um, take precautions. Like you have to take precautions on your own. So that's my thing. We're all about that on this network. It's personal accountability, and we're going to be doing more stories about health going forward. Um, we'll probably start doing that with the Urban Wire. We'll do. Um, the second part of our show, we'll do like some type of health topic. That's what I really want to do. But mm-hmm. I think, especially with us as black people, we really need to take our health serious because we have a whole lot of um, extra factors and things that are odds that are stacked up against us that don't stack up in our favor. So um, I don't know how you feel about that, but so for me, I'm I'm definitely with you with that, especially as a woman. I feel that we should definitely take ownership with our health, our sexual health, our, our personal, our, anything health related. We should definitely take ownership with that. Um, mm-hmm. Because like you said, there's, there's a lot to unpack with just that word health. There's, there's a lot, especially in our community, there's a lot to unpack with that. So we, we don't have the time tonight to unpack that, but yeah, we will. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, and going for and, and even with mental health, that's a whole nother. That's a show by itself. We, you know, like you said, we've been on yeah. here for a while, but that's that's just something. Um, that's just gonna give you a sample of what we're gonna be discussing on this show because I think a the um a whole show could be dedicated to mental health. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but as far as like I said, the health aspect and the numbers. What'll be shocking once you start really delving off into it, you will realize that the numbers are really spiking in the senior community. Ooh, yes. The numbers I've are heard spiking, that. the numbers are spiking in the senior communities mm-hmm. because they come from a generation they know nothing about, you know, diseases or you know that. I guess that wasn't a thing, yeah. you know, for, for their era. So they don't have no idea about, you know, the transmission of HIV and syphilis. Syphilis, definitely. There mm-hmm. was one story out a few years ago where the numbers were surging in a senior retirement community. Yeah. And it was because of this one individual was sleeping with these different women and then they were sleeping with other men, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Ooh, and it just kept, they couldn't figure out like what, but it was a whole retirement community that the mm-hmm. numbers were through the roof. 
So but see, this is what people don't realize. Like, yo, because you get older, don't mean your sexual drive or your desire going anywhere, girl. Right. You know, so, now, you uh, may not be able to get it up. But now it's it's definitely high amongst them. It's definitely high amongst um the people that are mentally challenged um because yes. they have no concept. Mm-hmm. You know, they have no concept. They you know, they they just glad to be alive, you know, at that point. But um, so yeah, definitely um something that should definitely be looked into. Um, mm-hmm. personal wise, like you said, we're definitely on this show going to be delving off into to all of that. Cannot wait for the mental health show because that's my mm-hmm. that's my that's my niche. So, yeah. so and, I, and like I said, I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm an advocate of this too. If you're sexually active, and I don't care what your sexual orientation is, there is no reason why anymore people should be contracting HIV. They no. have prep out here, and there's resources that have been allocated to, the, you know, there's a lot of resources out here. It's not like when, you know, HIV and AIDS was first the thing, you know, even even 10 years ago. Like, but, but see, the thing is, like, our, our people in the black community, we always late to the game when it comes to stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't realize prep has been out for damn near 10 years. A lot of people oh, don't yeah. know that. Yeah. And we are always the last ones to, even though there's resources out there, but we're always the last ones to, because I don't know if it's that we so conditioned to, to all these stigmas and stuff like that, but every everyone else is getting it except us, and I don't know what it's going to take for us to do what we have to do to preserve ourselves, not only just our community, but ourselves. And so there's this- no reason why a lot of us are going through the things that we're going through when there's resources out here. So this is what I do every year. I I make it, I didn't do it this year, but I wind up going to another event and had it done. Every year around July, August, well, especially July, Expo offers the Black Health and Minority, the the, the Indiana Health and Minority um, Fair at the Convention Center every year for Expo. Mm -hmm. That's never changed. Take that opportunity to go and get tested. You know what I'm mm. saying? You, you, you not around. You may be around a few people that you know, but it's so they have it set up to where nobody knows that that's what you're going in there for. You know what I'm saying? They do it quickly, and they get you. You know, they get you in and out of there. Yes, and you get a full it, panel of everything. Like yeah, and like you everything. Know what I'm you you can you can mark that on your calendar every year and say every year around the first second week of July I'm going to the expo and I'm going to go get myself tested. If I never see the doctor any other time of the year, mm-hmm. I know I can go at that moment and go get tested for everything and know my status every year. And, and I think that's why I, I feel like we we. We we definitely need to, because everybody, you know how the media is and how people always, has a negative connotation behind Expo. And it's not Expo itself. It's the stuff that happens surrounding the Expo. But we have to protect um, institutions or tech things, protect things such as the Indiana Black Expo, because there are a lot of positive um, benefits of the, the Expo. So we have to protect that. Um, because that is something that's 
positive that's in our community and it, it and like you said with with the health fair and all that stuff and all where you can go get tested i think that that is something that is very beneficial to our community and it's something that we need so i really think that uh we we should be taking advantage of these things you know there's mm-hmm. resources out here and we have to kind of um promote um people that are or promote institutions that are Indigo is another one that has jumped on the the health train every, I want to say it's Tuesday. I'm not for sure. I'll I'll get the exact times, but like they have Indigo. They have what they call health in transit. So like every, Mm -hmm. at least once a week, they have the health community down there. You yeah. know, talking to people that are on the bus, you know, or at the transit center or whatever, you can go and get tested for this, that, and the third, or, or be seen for whatever. So they have stuff, they're bringing stuff to the people versus mm-hmm. people have a stigma with going to the doctor, you know, or going in an actual clinic and, you know, doing whatever. They're starting to slowly but surely bring stuff to the community and meeting people where they are. So mm. I think Indigo has really done really well with bringing uh, health in transit. So okay. like you said, personal responsibility is a lot to unpack with all of that. Yeah. We all know the backstories with a lot of stuff. So yeah, we just did a story last episode about um, there was this lady, uh, and it's sad that this is still going on. This lady that was married to this man, I forget how many years, but I think she got married to the married to him. They was together for about, I don't know about 20 years. I forgot how long it was because I have to um go back and play that. But um they were saying how she she contracted um HIV from her husband. Mm-hmm. And prior to them getting married, he knew that he was positive. But he did not disclose it to her, and he was not on his medication, so he was highly infectious. Like it wasn't like he was undetectable. So he knew that he had this, um, had HIV. He didn't let her know, and her family was wondering, like, why is she sick? Like, what's going on? And they thought that because she she um was in remission of um cancer. I can't remember what kind of cancer she had. I want to say. It wasn't breast cancer. I forgot what kind of cancer it was, but they said that they thought, you know, she got better, and then all of a sudden she got sick, and and they didn't realize until she was full blown, and pretty much until she pretty much died, that it came back that she had AIDS. And my mm-hmm. thing is, it's like there's a lot to unpack with that because I feel like if you if you were going to the doctor and you were having all these tests ran and you were going through all this like for cancer like why didn't nobody detect that sooner like you you were going to the doctor nobody didn't think to see what was going on like it was just so crazy so that's why I'm saying like we have to you know it's to the point now I don't care if you married or not you have to take responsibility for your own health you can't trust people you can't trust anybody because nobody cares. Nope. This woman was married to this man. Like she, 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 you know what I mean? It, I don't know. It's sad. Like that's yeah. why I said we have to know who we're involved in and we have to know our own health. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, and that's why I say, you know, it, like you said, it's a lot to unpack. There's, mm-hmm. there's, 
there's a lot of underlying stuff that yeah. I, you know, I got inquisitive about. You know, I, I talked to people in the, the different communities and I and I asked questions and I was able to talk to some people that were comfortable enough to share their thought process and it actually made sense. So when we have that episode, hopefully I'm free. My son ain't running me across the United States playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely want to delve off into it. It's a conversation that that us people don't like having, but it's definitely hmm. needed to be had. And I tell people yeah. all the time, you can't, I've learned in my, tr- in my search for all of this, you cannot necessarily blame the black man. Hmm. Because Ooh, this is, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot. And yeah. I, I, I definitely don't yeah. get a lot of votes for my opinion about that, you know, but I've learned that because we've been women have been conditioned or have been led to believe that it's okay to uh demean a man because of what he chooses. That's what leads to the secrets of 20 years of marriage. Oh my God, today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That right there leads to the secrecy because I'm not comfortable enough with you to share my thoughts and not be ripped to the bone because of how I feel. Yeah. Because and, your opinion says it's not right. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm saying like the rules of engagement, like Regardless of, we can't compare ourselves to the white community when it comes to that because we, we, we have uh, the black church and and that's this. I'm telling you, this can go so many directions. Like, I think the black church has their they for one, they're not educating people. They're not mm-hmm. telling people what's really going. They want to pray everything away and sweep by them all this stuff, but they're not educating the the people and being real with the people. And, and 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 they're not preaching a message that's relevant to today's time. So we got that aspect. And then, like, you know, even though people say, well, this is, you know, today is 2023 and, you know, people are more open and you should be able to tell people. That's not the case. Like, you know, it's, it's not maybe for white people that's different, but for the black community, we still have that stigma against you know what I mean? Certain things. So mm-hmm. that's like you said, that's what leads to men just staying in the closet. And a lot of times it's not the people in the gay community that spread spreading these diseases. It's these closeted bisexual men because we as the, the gay community, we already know what we got to do to protect ourselves. We know mm-hmm. what precautions, but if you're somebody that's jumping in after the, the, the community, you, you sleeping around, tipping and dipping on the side and you ain't protecting yourself because I'm going to tell you, I mean, I've been in the community for a long time. I know what's going on out here. These men ain't protecting themselves. If y'all knew half the stuff that I knew and it, you know, my friends and people that I know talk about and we know y'all would be knocking down the door to go down there to get tested because you don't know what these men are out here doing. And 
I believe that we need to, and I, I don't want to say we need to start shunning these people because they're just a victim of what's been going on, but we don't have to uphold that either because you are ruining people's lives. Like if you, if you know that you're not, if you don't want to be with a woman, don't, I don't know. I see a no, lot of this going so on here, in the church. Here, hmm. Here's my thing. And it, it lightweight made me mad because they're, they're creating labels that always leads to you just want to be a whore. Mm. To whoever you want to be a whore to. Like the celebrity, Wayne Brady. You know, came pansexual. What the hell is a damn pansexual? Girl, I don't know what all these labels is, honey. They got the pansexuals. They got the non-binary. Wait a minute, but that's that's more like gender identity. But they got yeah. that heteroflexible, homoflexible. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's just like to me. I feel like I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm old school in my thought. I said you got gay or straight. Right. And I might even say bisexual, but more times than not, if you mess, if you are a man laying with another man. Or, or vice versa, woman, whatever, you chances are you you gay. Like, let's just be honest with it. Like, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> get some people that 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 because there are some people that are openly bisexual. That are, I feel that are truly bisexual, but I think most of the time, I feel like it is a an excuse to, or, or it's a gateway to coming out of the closet. Because like let's be honest, said, with you, like especially like with you. women, it's more socially acceptable to be bisexual. Then you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that's so, a whole but yeah, like you said, too. like you said, look, we trying to unpack this chat. We ain't got time to unpack it. We ain't got time for it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna move on real quick. We got two quick more stories, and we're gonna jump up off here. Um, have you heard about the fires in Maui? Like, I'm gonna play a real quick clip and we're going to touch this real quick because I just got a couple things I want to say about that because I just feel like the U.S. they 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 pick and choose where they want to allocate our tax dollars to. Oh, definitely. And it's just a shame that these people in Maui are suffering right now. Yep. And, it was, and, and I'm going to tell you, it's a lot of corruption behind that, but the government's only allocating um, I think it's like $25 million or something like that. Oh but then you want to send billions of dollars over to Ukraine. Right. But I'm I'm yeah, we're gonna go to this real quick and then I'm we're gonna okay. unpack this real quick and then um I'll uh, come back with the rest of my commentary. There are new developments now in the aftermath of those catastrophic fires in Maui. President Biden today pledging $95 million to help strengthen Hawaii's electrical grid. The much-needed assistance comes as officials on Maui, including its mayor, face growing calls for accountability. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is asking the tough questions. As flames ripped through Lahaina, desperation was everywhere. People posting video for all to see. Social media showed the fire, showed people running for their lives. I'm not going to speak to social media. I wasn't on social media. We didn't have time for that. And yet, Maui Mayor Richard Bisson would not say what he was doing. It was his job to ask the state for emergency backup. But admitted he did not place a single call in the hours during or long after the fire. Mayor Bisson, you are the highest ranking official here on the island. If the buck stops with your office, how is that possible? Yeah, I can't speak to what 
or whose responsibility it was to communicate the. But well, you're the boss of this island, so yes, you can speak to it. I'm saying I can't say who was responsible for communicating with General Hara. Major General Kenneth Hara, director of the state's emergency management agency, said in a recent interview he was initially unaware of crucial details. I thought everyone had gotten out safely, and it wasn't until probably the next day that I started hearing about some fatalities. Don't you think it was important for your agency to know about the deaths? I don't think I could have done anything about that. He did not clarify exactly where he was as the fire gained strength. We don't know how many other people maybe died waiting for a response. You don't think there's anything your agency or I the local I agency I Personally, I don't think so. We've been looking at the timeline. What I'm trying to say is murky. that that fire was so rapid. And by the time everyone had situational awareness, it, it was too late, unfortunately. But tonight, there are questions about if it was too late. We know many people jumped into this ocean to escape the flames and were not rescued until the following morning. Now tonight, the FBI with scuba team searching four miles up this coast. At this hour, Nora, more than 300 people are still missing. Jonathan Vigliotti, who has been asking these important questions from day one. Thank you, Jonathan. I'm telling you. And you see the arrogance of these people, like, you know, like, these are the people that you voted in. These are the people that are supposed to be public servants, and they don't even, they can't even, they don't have any explanation, or they can't even answer basic questions. Or when when they're hit, you could tell when they're held accountable, you're talking about human life that's lost. And they, they're sitting up here getting defensive when... They're asking basic questions, and these questions are very, um, yeah, they're very, I mean, they're valid. So that's why I tell you, that's why I said we have to get involved in uh, politically because it start holding these politicians to, uh, to holding their feet to the fire because they're like, like he said, like there's no excuse to why you didn't try to make a call, you didn't do more as the mayor, like in. It's, it's just it's sickening. Like these people lost their lives. You're not talking about property. You're talking about lives that were lost. So that's what we're talking about on this show. It's Katrina all over again. Katrina all over again. And I don't I don't think they I, I can't remember in this clip. because I think I downloaded a couple. I don't know if I had that clip or if they mentioned it in this particular one. But they're not even sending a, a lot of money to help rebuild or do anything down there. They're not like the money that they were saying that they were going to build, like the millions that they were saying, I said that's that's a drop in the bucket to where these people are going to need to to so to eat, so he, you know. Here's my insider with that. We had a basketball tournament in New Orleans in July. Never have I seen literally streets lined with tents. And people living like there's seven, eight tents per per block. Even now, and now we were just there in July. Oh my lord! When I say I don't know where all that relief money went to, the stadiums look nice. Bourbon Street looks, you know, looks nice. You know, all the different places. You know, it's a nice mall down there. Hmm. But when you drive into the city, the Airbnb that we stayed in, 
looked like it was smack dead in the hood. Wow. And, and I always felt that I said, I know they didn't it, as much devastation that took. I know they didn't get all of New Orleans cleaned up. They all they were saying, Oh, yeah, come on down. We we got New Orleans. You remember how they were trying to promote people to come back down to New Orleans? I said, Ain't no way in hell. All that the damage that Katrina done, like y'all didn't get that whole city back up and on their feet. Like y'all, like I was, I was thinking like it's gonna take at least twenty years. To the get. ninth ward looks like it's never been touched. Wow, you can see empty lots where houses stood or where buildings stood. New Orleans is just it's it it was definitely an eye opener for me mm-hmm. because I was like you, you know. Oh, New Orleans, it, it's got to be all type of bright lights and fancy city stuff going on there. Man. <laughs> Crime and devastation. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I've never seen like, and these people live in these homeless camps or on these streets. I can't even call them camps. It's like homeless apartment complexes because one person had like three or four tents connected together mm-hmm. and had a barbecue grill out there. Like they was living. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and you would think in the United States, the, the image that they try to put out globally over the United States, you would never think that you would see this shit. I, I'm going to tell you what was eye open. So I've never been to New Orleans. I haven't been there yet. But I'm going to tell you what was really an eye opener to me is uh, when we went to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and they live like that, like in the um, skid row. Oh, yeah. We, so I remember when we we called an Uber down there and the lady, she took us the wrong direction. We going through skid row and girl, there was, when you think, that's what brought my uh, mem- remembrance back to that. It's like, they were living like that out in skid rows, like blocks and blocks. In blocks yep. of people literally living in tents on the street. Yep. And it's just crazy. Like, even in like some of the nicer parts of um Los Angeles, it's like it's nothing to see people living out on the streets in tents and people just walk by, it's no big deal, you know. Like they just walk around the people. Like it's it's just crazy how we became so desensitized and we we don't really want to acknowledge a problem with homelessness in this country, but yet we can pour billions of dollars into everyone. Like, it's it's just sickening how the, the game is here in the United States. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, people are literally living like this in what we call the the, the man of, land of milk and honey. Like, we're supposed to be the most prosperous. We're supposed to be this beacon to everybody in the world. And we have people living in tents. Like, I mean, just droves of people, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, yeah, and that's why I said that's why I'm glad you mentioned you know L.A. because, like you said, you you see all the flyers for for California, and it's sunshiny and oh yeah, beaches and carrying on. Like you said, when you get there, you like, whoa, wait, hold on. That's why if you ever get a chance to go to D.C. Yeah, right on the other side of the the White House is the hood. 
no no exaggeration hmm. right on the other side of the white house is the hood and it's, it's crazy insane. that you can, you can see all of that gated community and then you go right on across the street and <laughs> but yeah. but yeah but like i said it's it's definitely it's definitely baffling but like i said this is the 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 most current uh katrina that's why i wasn't shocked when these these people got on tv and was like oh i don't feel like i could have done more you could always do more yeah what are you doing now? Right. I mean, okay. I mean, what do you, I mean, I understand. I mean, what's done is done. It's messed up. But like, what are you doing now? Like that's, that would have been the, the thing. Like, okay. The damage is done. Even if we did drop the ball. Now, what, what are we going to do going forward? Cause these people still got to live. Yep. I mean, the survivors, what are you going to do for the survivors? Like what, where are they going to go? What these people have families? These what? What are these people going to do? Like, you know, what's the game plan? To you know, it's, mm -hmm. and these people just just looking dumb as hell. Just, just clueless. Yep. Because as make no difference how many stars and stripes they got on their collars and sure. how many letters they got behind their name, they still dumb as a box of rocks. Mm. They ain't been through nothing. So, yep. yeah. All right. Um, we're gonna go to this last story. Um, oh dealing with Raven Simone. We talked about Whoopi Goldberg earlier. I'm gonna play this clip really quick, and I'm gonna let you get back to what you were saying about Whoopi Goldberg earlier. But we're gonna talk about that. Then we're gonna jump up off of here. Sometimes, whoops, you give me lesbian vibes. You give me like stud vibe. I am not a lesbian. Whoopi Goldberg setting the record straight. If you want to tell us anything, whoops, you're, you're more than welcome. Uh, women have been asking me this for as long as I've been around. I, I am not a lesbian, okay. um, but I know lots of them and I've played them on television. They make up stuff about me anyway. Things got real when the EGOT winner appeared on her former View co-host podcast, The Best Podcast Ever with Raven and Miranda. I want to just dig into your business a little bit. Lesbian vibe. Raven admitting that during her time on the talk show, she questioned the 67-year-old comedian's sexuality. Honestly, when I was around you, I loved you so much. Like, I just wanted to be up underneath the the whole time. But that's also because you just kind of gave me hey, lesbian man. vibes. I think this is a secret fantasy of Raven. I think she just wants everyone to be gay. And she's just really hoping you're going to come out right here, right now. Luckily, whoops, an open book and unfazed by Raven's line of questioning. Women have been asking me this for as long as I've been around. It's like, what do you care who I, I love? The former Disney star gave Whoopi her props and expressed her admiration for standing firm in her own truth. There is something beautiful about a woman being able to embrace their masculine and feminine at the same time and wear it so well like you do. Let's get realistic. The sister act star is happily single after being married three times. Do you think you were in love with all your husbands? No. Any of them? No, I don't think so. Really? Mm. That's an amazing thing to say, isn't it? But it's the truth. It's fantastic. You're not either one or the other. You're just a human living <clears throat> in your body, and it doesn't really correlate to um, uh, sexual orientation or any of that. It's just the way you present, and it's so warming. You live in this duality so well, and I just want to applaud you for that. 
As for Raven, she and wife Miranda just celebrated their third wedding anniversary after secretly tying the knot during the pandemic. We've been married to each other since June 2020. But what no, was No, we have not. Yes, we have. What you talking in about? I got head, a tatted right here. In my head, I was like 2022. I heard that. Oh, you're out of it. I Get her some water. You I've been married to you since June 2020. <laughs> I was so adamant to No, we no, haven't. Because I got the, because the last yeah. time we did a TikTok, yeah, I got it wrong. But, babes, I'd like to ask you a question. I'm ready. How is married life? Life is great, honestly, for us, but at the same time, it's wild. We are having a great time. Child. First off, she was messy for that. She definitely was. She's a disrespectful little something, and I get it. She's she's a what do you call it? Shock factor. Yeah, and she's I just always... I don't respect people. I don't respect. I'm not trying to be funny. I just don't respect the people people in the community that's like that. Because girl, like, who are you? To be caught that that's it like why would you do that like why would you sit there and ask that woman that woman's old enough to be your your mother and you're like you know she's an elder in the community and for you to come out and just ask that like some things don't even need to be asked that's none of your business right one and then two she's one that feel like she has married the other side, and she has made it. Yeah, I just, I just something about Raven. I just, I've never, I don't know what happened to her. Like, it's just she, she. I'm trying to really pick my words wisely, but I just feel Coonery. like, Coonery. yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I because once she crossed over. She's a stunt queen. Yeah, you know she she became she became the uh, what do you call it the Ed McMahon to uh what's yeah. to what's the name on the uh the Tonight Show. You know what I'm saying? Like she became yeah. the joke. Yeah, and she's she's become the court jester. Mm -hmm. So she has made it to where at the dinner table, you still a little colored girl. They don't respect you no more, no less. You still that little black girl. And that's what you're going to be. But they made you comfortable enough to sit at their table to where you feel like you've made it. Yeah. Again, we go back to when do we realize that make no difference what circle we run in, we're always going to be the last of the last. Mm -hmm. And she's she's an example of it. Oh, I've married this white woman, so you know I've made it. No, honey, you 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 still look colored girl. If 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 push came to shove, you still that look colored girl. Yeah, and it's like she kind of distance herself from her black. Blackness. I, I so I feel like. Oh, definitely. Because there's nothing to me. That's nothing wrong. That's nothing I see about her that's still okay. Because I feel like you can still. I'm not one of those people. Obviously, I'm not against interracial dating, but I feel like it's a problem when you 
you forget who you are and you try to distance yourself from your blackness and who you are. Exactly. And then you try to, I, that's when I got a problem with it. And then you, then you go hard against your own people, but then she don't never see her going hard against no white people like that. Like, right. you don't disrespect a legend like Whoopi Goldberg. And, like, because I would even say Whoopi Goldberg's been married to white men, but she's always stood in her blackness. So it's not a thing that she's married somebody that is not black. That's the problem. It's about, like you said, it becomes that negative, that, 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 I, that mindset that you have now that you got a white woman or whoever you decide with, you think that you above was no, it, no. It's like you try to use it as a status symbol. And, and then you and I'm a firm believer that if Whoopi hadn't been through what she's been through, if she didn't realize that she has always been the talk of the the industry. I think she would have gave her one old read. She probably did off the air. Yeah, I know how. Yeah, because Whoopi is that type of person. When it comes, because she, because I'm gonna say she even is talking about Mo, telling Monique like you know, that's a whole nother thing. But like, she she's all about public persona. Like she she's not gonna give she's not gonna give you too much on air. She knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, I believe you. She probably let Raven Simone have it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Because <laughs> Whoopi's that type of person. She's from New York City. You know, she she ain't gonna bite her tongue. You know what I mean? She she just she's real. And I don't think she let that slide. Like she wasn't gonna probably let her have it on the air and act a day, like a fool because she she's seasoned. She's mm-hmm. been in the game. She ain't gonna give you no no press. And right. she, I think she handled that well. But I I think that Raven Simone was wrong for that. Like, oh, she definitely you, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, you don't like, you, you don't, don't take somebody like her who has paved the way for you in this industry. Mm-hmm. Because Whoopi Goldberg was playing roles that black people wasn't getting. Yeah, you know she was doing stuff that black people wasn't doing. Yeah, and she wasn't the butt of the jokes in the movies. Right. You know what I'm saying? She she played great characters. You know, I mean, look at what is it? Karina Karina. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. she played a maid, but she was an intricate part. You know, that movie, she wasn't the, the shuck and jive of the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's a lot of people that can't say that. And so, like I said, I'm I'm a firm believer. Baby, to be and on the other end of that podcast, baby, I know she read her for filth. Mm-hmm. I bet she won't do it no more. <laughs> That's why she trying to clean that stuff up. But I feel like a lot of people just mistake Whoopi's Goldberg because she's, I just think she's just a natural woman. She's, she don't need all the, the makeup and all that. She's just comfortable with who she is. And a lot of people mistake that with her being, oh, she must be a stud or she must be that. Like, people don't realize that Whoopi has been in the game for I don't know how many decades, but she got some she got some stuff where she's very woman like. I mean, like it's not like I just feel like she's at a point in her life she don't feel like she has to prove anything to nobody. She's comfortable in her skin, and she ain't trying to. She, you know, what I mean, she don't pay her dues, so she ain't trying to live up to them standards and all that stuff. And right. I just think people mistake that for her being oh she must be a stud. No, she just don't give a damn about y'all. What y'all think? Right. 
y'all might see her at Walmart in some sweats and some slides, like, and she's still gonna be her, <laughs> right? So, and like I said, uh, yeah. if they really check her profile, Whoopi can put on a dress, honey. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, she got some. She got some. Probably got some pieces up there for you. <laughs> and you got to remember too, Whoopi will used to be real slim and tri- honey. You better check. You better. You better check the records. You better. You better go back and see some of her early work. Okay. It, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. and that's but what I'm yeah. saying. Like that's what I'm saying. It, it, that's why I said you don't. She don't realize that she's talking to a legend. She don't. She ain't do her homework. She don't realize. That I don't. That she couldn't have done her homework to come at her like that. Like she couldn't have. No. And that's what I said. And I think it's a misconception with the younger generation too that they feel like everybody is identifiable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just like like my son. He came home from school a few years ago. And he was like, Mom. He was like, they're pushing this pronoun thing. And I'm like, pronouns? You know, I've been out of school 30 years. I ain't know. So I'm like, pronouns? I was like, what you mean? You, know, he, you think he's talking about some uh, reading, writing, and the real Right. The, R, the three R's that they used to call. <laughs> I, said, I said, pronouns? What is? What are we doing with pronouns? They was like, do we identify as he, she, they, them? I said, what? I said, what's that got to do with anything? And then I started seeing it. It's more like when you look on paperwork, they have a section for pronouns. And I'm like, what? Like when my doctor comes into the office, he introduces, hey, I'm Dr. So-and-so and so-and-so. And And on his badge, it says he, them, they, whatever. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I said, oh, y'all are really pushing this. I said, ain't nobody got time for And and, and we talked about this on on the team. Like, I'm I guess I'm kind of like in the middle, like I'm I'm at that generation. I think just in general, like I'm at the generation where I can identify with the old school, and I can still identify with with the the the, yeah. the new school. So I'm I'm in a I'm in that I'm in that fine line, and I kind of like with that when it comes to that stuff like that to each day on, but I don't feel like. Okay, say for instance, we were talking about how Michigan has that law where they were talking about where people can get in trouble if they misgender someone or whatever. I just don't think it's fair, like, if you accidentally misgender someone that everybody wants to jump down your throat. Like, it's like you, you, it's like you guys are trying to push this stuff on people. And then, right. like, especially if somebody's not trying to be disrespectful and they try, because they, it's to me, I think a lot of times, because I can be critical of the LGBT community. I think a lot of times, and it's really the white LGBT community, because it's two different communities, regardless of what you want to say. Right. It's like y'all the biggest hypocrites sometimes because you you push stuff on people, but then you don't want nobody pushing stuff on you. And then you want everybody else to accept your, your lifestyle and accept everything that's going on with you guys. But then even within your own community, you don't even accept one another like this. And I will say the younger generation is better about that. I will say they's getting better, but like these older gays, like in the community, they don't, there's it's so much racism and bigotry in the gay community. Like people don't know that. Like it's, it's a lot 
that's going on. And I think that Raven is the type that she's the type of gay person that everybody like speaks out against because you try too hard to push your agenda yeah. on people. Yep. And and it, and you and you doing too much. Like I just feel like you're doing too much. It's, it's just me. Just people living how they want to live is uncomfortable for her. Yeah. Because I really think that she was forced to come out. Mm-mm. I don't think she came out on her own. It, it was either she was forced to come out or she was forced to make a choice. So if it, she was forced to make a choice, then she's playing the hell out of this role. If I'm going to be gay, I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying, the biggest, loudest, gayest person you'll ever see. You know what I'm saying? Some people overdo whatever it is they're trying to do. Yeah. And I feel like that she she's overdoing it. You know, like... And I I think you got something, you on to something with that because she wasn't like this. I mean, she's always been kind of weird. Let's be honest with you. But I think that especially with her being a celebrity, you know, uh, and then like her being in the Hollywood scene, somebody probably was probably trying to blackmail her or they probably was trying to push her. We know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So either you're going to come out yeah, or we're going to push you out the closet. Her, her coming out was not, I don't want to say that there's a normal way to come out or whatever, but you can almost tell that it was forced. It wasn't yeah. like you know, like I use for example, uh, what's her name now? Um, uh, Niecy Nash. Mm-hmm. Her coming out was comfortable to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was it was comfortable. Now, do I think it's a phase? I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I think I it's got a my feelings jerk, on that. It, yeah. I think it's a knee jerk reaction to a tumultuous relationship she had in the past. And so when one side doesn't work, you cross the street. And I see, see that more in women. Like I'm not trying to be the oh, yeah. but I, I see that more so in women. Like because yep. I think with women, they, they can afford to move around the space and be more se- sexually fluid. And it doesn't, they don't, it's not as many consequences or ramifications for them doing that versus right. men. Like if men gonna come out. You know that's gonna be who they really are, cause uh, cause there's more consequences of coming out as a gay man versus um uh, uh, a gay woman or bisexual. I mean, even if a woman says she's bisexual, everybody they, it's more socially acceptable versus if a mm-hmm. uh, man comes out, and that's right. just, that's not even just black or black or white. That's that's just in general, right? And that's why and that's why it baffles me with Raven because, like you said. If she would have just came out and, you know what I'm saying, and just been like, you know, I am who I am, it wouldn't be such a kickback. But it seems like she's she's trying too hard yeah. to be a lesbian, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like it's like she's, she's trying too hard to, you know, to persuade you that this is who she is. And it doesn't seem authentic because I feel like as many lesbian women as I know, 
I don't think any of them would have tried somebody in the senior community like she yeah. did Whoopi Goldberg. That was one of those, I'm going to throw the dart and I hope it lands and I hope people are paying attention. So that way for the next 25 weeks, you're going to talk about me coming after Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying she's very calculating. She's very manipulative. And I feel like that's just not something we, and that's why I'm saying she don't, like you said, she didn't got with that white girl and she don't forgot mm -hmm. where she came from. Cause that's just not something we do in the black community. We don't do that. Mm -mm. We don't disrespect our icons and even our elders. That's just some, that's some things we just don't do. Right. And I feel like she crossed the line with that. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, she she didn't know how Whoopi was going to respond to that. It would have been one thing if you knew whatever, but that that that's jacked up. And it's like you was trying to show out in front of that white girl on that podcast. That's what you was doing. Uh-huh. And then and, she don't forgot and, where she came from. Right. And she had you don't, you don't do that. That's something we just don't do. We don't disrespect our legends and our and our elders. We don't we don't do that. Like that's yep. just not something we do. Like, but, like I said, she tried it and she yeah. can go back and report to the peanut gallery that hey, we might not want to do that again. Yeah, because <laughs> she really ain't been, and that's why all she was doing, like she's a stunt. Was she she's trying to get her name back out in the life because she ain't really been popping, she ain't really been doing nothing lately. Nothing. So she that was her way of trying to get her name back out there. Like, and she got that podcast, so she 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 was trying to do something so like she was trying to be salacious behind it that's what it was about so yeah she definitely tried it um, even the white girl even her her partner called her out on it. she said you just want everybody like she even said <laughs> did she about it did she tell her girl you just want everybody to be gay <laughs> she she low-key shaded you right she was like she was like i think that in raven's head she low-key want everybody to be gay so <laughs> whatever <laughs> So you living up to every stereotype, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah. So but, uh, look, I'm, I'm I got my little notepad out because <laughs> we gotta talk about yes, and we gonna we gonna get these stories. I tell you that I'm um I think I, I don't know if I told you I'm we're gonna be um I want to start next year. I'm gonna get my I just want to get the we have to get the frequency back up with the shows because I because I know when I do the shows um. I'm consistent. That's when I get my following following back up. Uh -huh. But I know next year I want to get uh, get the internet radio station up. Right. So we're yeah, gonna do like, uh, Urban I Wire radio next year. Look real quick yeah. before we get out of here. I need your opinion about Jason Lee. Trash. That's just that's all I have to say about him. Like I just it's something about him I don't like. He's messy. Um, I just yeah, I, I I'll be we'll be here another thirty minutes at least. I don't I don't respect that that lane of journalism because I don't think he's all his stuff is salacious, is trashy. He's not talk. He doesn't give you a variety like say for instance like our show or some other shows where. We talk about entertainment. We talk about the tea and stuff like that. But we talk about uh, politics. We talk about being aware. We talk about health. We he his 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 
stuff is just trash. And just the way he, he moves. He's another one is- that feels like that because he's intertwined and people still talk to him. Yeah. Well, that's, you saw how Beyonce what, shaded him. That's what baffles me. Is like, y'all still spill the tea with this dude. This dude is that known for receipts. Yeah. <laughs> honey, and I he, seen him and Ta- girl, listen, honey, <laughs> him and Tasha K. I remember they had their little banter back and forth. I said, man, Tasha K is a mess. Tasha K can't be trusted. She done flipped on T.S. Madison now. Tasha K is a snake. And I'm, I just, I've lost respect for her. But I would say she, her, Jason Lee, all those people, I never want my platform to be like that. I don't, I never want my p- platform to be um, like that. And that's the only way, reason why they're at the way that they're, because they, Stepped on people to get to the top. They've lied. They've been manipulative. I don't want to do that. I want to do my shit organically. And right, like, if it I means that I got to take longer to get to the top, so be it. But I don't. I don't respect him. I don't. And the fact that T.S. Madison actually sat down with him was shocking to me because I feel like she's in a different lane. Child. But you know what? Everybody was telling her. Here's the thing. T.S. Madison, I love her to death. Like, she's made a lane for herself and other people in the community. I I love me some T.S. But T.S. feels like she she, she tends to do this sometimes. She sits in places with people where we done already seen how she done done other people. Like, everybody was telling her, don't fuck with Tasha K. Tasha K done flipped on her. Everybody yep. was telling her, why are you dealing with Kaya? Kaya don't mess with the community like that. See what Kaya did to you. Now you messing with Jason Lee. Now, I guarantee the first time, because he, 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 he plays chess. So if it's somehow a way to where he can move up the ladder and throw T.S. Madison under the bus, he's going to do that. So you exactly. keep messing with all these damn snake-ass people and then you wonder why you end up getting stabbed in the back. Like, you're not special, boo. Like, you, you've accomplished a lot, but if they're going to... When it comes to the gay community, the black gay, gay community, these people don't give a damn about us. And you mm-hmm. going to all these spaces and thinking that these people are your friends, they using you because you are a hot commodity right now, but they're going to stab you in the back and throw you up under the bus the first chance they get. Yep. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was I don't have that. no respect for no Jason Lee. Mm-mm. I got my uh, yeah, I got my little notepad because I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I need to get back on the podcast with my cousin because we, yeah. you know, honey, we we talks about the girls. <laughs> yeah, see, honey, and there's plenty to talk about too. <laughs> Especially so this is gonna be enough to chop up into three shows. Look, okay, that's all right. The way I'm know. doing now, and I, I'll talk to you off the phone about it. Like, we're gonna probably. Just to make it easier for everybody, we're just gonna probably tape once a month, and then just take the shows and just divide them up. Like, uh, cause I, cause I got two podcasts now, so if we can get two or uh, uh, tape twice a month, that's enough to do a whole month of shows. And then by the time you know we're ready to tape again, so I think it'll be easier on everybody. And I think with me, instead of trying to do a show every week, I think it'll be easier on me, cause you know. You just got a lot that you want to do in life and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think that 
and I want to respect everybody else's time. So we're just going to probably, we're going to take just once a month okay. and then just have those shows split up throughout the month. Yeah. So, so I said, um, like I said, for the most part during this time of the year, I'm usually pretty free. Um, yeah. Basketball doesn't start up until like November. So, you know, you'll be seeing yeah. me all online. Yeah. Taking the kid across the country. Yeah. I told him I said mama needs to retire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But all right, well, I want to thank you, you for just, jumping on. Yeah, of course. You know, I was coming. It was it took me a minute. I'm like, Lord, he got all these links. I don't know which one to go on. I said, I'm gonna figure I, it I out. I really man. like this better. Um I, I like because everybody's going to the stream yard thing and then with the blog talk radio thing, it's just the quality wasn't there. I still use their site because you can upload like pre-recorded episodes or whatever. Okay. But I don't want to like use their interface to do the show because it don't sound good. Okay. And then with StreamYard, I can do the video podcast and then after I get off of here, I can upload the audio. Okay. Download the audio. And then it like as you go, like as you record, it corrects the audio as you record. So it sounds pretty good. I don't know okay. if you've been listening to um the shows, but yeah, we're all we're I got it set up now to where we're on all the main um streaming. So like we are on Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, we're on all that. Okay. So we just gotta get the, the get the listenership back up. Um mm -hmm. and then like once we get the, the following back up, that's when I want to start the um the internet radio station. Okay, definitely. Definitely. Like and, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking around for other shows too as well. I already I'm gonna probably do one more show, produce one more show, but then I'm a, I know I'm a part of some other groups too. So I'm gonna probably be looking around for other shows, people that want to um host their shows on our network. So I'm just shopping around for some other shows and okay. Um we're gonna be selling ads and stuff like that and just you're trying to get it together so yeah because yeah. i seen you had uh c's little, little ad on there i said okay go ahead girl yeah so <laughs> yeah and i did this for her because you know she's been on the show for years and stuff like that so uh-huh but um yeah we yeah we're gonna get it together you know you know i know you will so you know i'm always i'm here for it you know anytime i'm free to be able to to chime in and we chat it up and and spill all the tea in the neighborhood, Child. that's what we do. <laughs> all right. Well, I ain't gonna hold you anymore. I'm gonna get all up right, off I'm... here. I might go in here, take me a little shower, step out for a minute. So oh, you know what? Ain't nothing going on out here in these streets. Go <laughs> ahead, go to bed. Probably ain't going nowhere. Child. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff I gotta do tomorrow anyway. So I see you got yeah. your babies behind you. Yeah, I finally got my uh, I got the. <laughs> Big aquarium over here. I still got to get that. I got the other one in my front room. I got to work on tomorrow, and then the one in my bedroom. So I got three aquariums now, mm -hmm. and I got to catch up with you. I got a doing um, got birds now, and then I, I got, know I seen um, them. I see dragon. Them. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I look. I'll call you and tell you the running joke I told Auntie when I seen the birds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Check us out. Join us on our Facebook group page. Um, at um, you can look us up under the Urban Wire Media Network. Um, join our YouTube channels. Um, subscribe to us at youtube.com forward slash ucofw. 
Um, you can support us monetarily at dollar sign Urban Wire, and I believe that's it. You got anything else that you want to announce before we get off, or are you pretty much? No, good? um, I'm good. Uh, if anybody uh, has um, teenage boys or girls that uh, are looking to build their fitness workouts, anything of that nature. Um, go to hdbtraining.com. There is a listing for packages of basketball training and uh, uh, um, what else? It's something else on there. I can't think of it. But you go on hdbtraining.com. It'll give you everything that you need for your workouts. I have a, a gym now. Um, that offers workout packages and things of that nature. So I'm trying to build my self-sufficiency, the uh, self-employment, because I've learned that I can't go in corporate America no more. Sure. <laughs> yeah. My days of corporate America is done. So yeah. uh, hopefully the next few months I'll be launching my T-shirt business also. Actually, it'll be a whole right. clothing apparel line. So I'll keep All right, that's what I'm saying. That. We gonna, we, I really want to uh plug like black businesses and uh organizations that's doing stuff in the like now for profits so um, like i was telling um, people like if you guys have anything going on um or you know anybody send them my way so let yeah me know. i'll um matter of fact with your permission i can uh take your urban wire logo and the next podcast you'll have a shirt that says all urban right. wire on it i'll, all I'll, right, I'll, I'll see if i can make that happen all right, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, then I love you, All guys. All right, All right, mm -hmm. <laughs> bye. Good night. All right, y'all. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.